right, it's just time to go. Finally. Finally. The computer thinks it's being held. The computer, it needs... It needs to be held now because computers have feelings. Apparently so. <laughs> you cannot play God then wash your hands the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Another week of beers, beats, and Battlestar Galactica, uh, where we, your co-hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi reimagined series, Battlestar Galactica. And yay, season three. Yay, finally. How do you feel? I feel really excited about finishing this episode so that I can go and watch the next one. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was Bit like... Bit of a cliffhanger. I actually watched this right after recording the last episode of the last series, mm-hmm. like months ago. And um, I made the mistake of watching the double parter and I've just been waiting ever since. (laughs) It's killing me. So Uh, we are today talking about the first two episodes of season three, Occupation and Precipice, because they were released on the same night, uh, October 6th, 2006. Oh, wow. That's actually like we're almost right right there for the season. Oh, wow. That's Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. Oh, if only we'd known. Should have just started a little earlier. <laughs> I don't know if we could have gotten our shit together. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, oh. Cool. And we are drinking two beers for two episodes. We are. And we're drinking some awesome local New York beers. Uh, so from Gun Hill Brewing Company in the Bronx, we have Unite or Die PA. And Very thematic. Very, Very thematic. I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> uh, and then from Single Cut Beersmiths in Astoria, Queens, we have Push Push Struggle IPA. Yeah. And uh, again, great. we have a boomerang up, I think, of these beers already. And the little decal is one of those old school calculator watches and it's turned upside down. So it says help. I just thought both of those were appropriate. Very appropriate. I actually can write my name on a calculator. Nice. It's 85337. And if you turn it upside down, it says Lisa. That's amazing. And I can also write boobs. <laughs> and who doesn't <laughs> love boobs? Um, and we'd like to do a big shout out to our episode sponsor, uh, Kara Fox, one of our very old and amazing listeners. Also, shout out to Kara, who is a medical doctor and took a lot of really worried calls from me in the last two weeks asking if I was dying because I have had the super flu from hell. And I'm still coughing and sniffing, so just, yeah. Thanks, Cara. Yeah, thanks, Cara. You're a rock star. For making me not go to emergency room in America and be poor. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We have some awesome listener feedback this week. Um, So thanks for all of your comments. It was really great. Um, Firstly, from Steve, uh, Supersonic Steve. Um, The people that I was talking about, uh, who were just like chilling, not realizing the war ro- was over, were not from Vietnam or the Vietnamese War. Uh, it was Hiro Onodata. Ona- oh, I should have tried that before I tried it on the air. Onoda? Onoda. <laughs> Man, guys, I'm still sick. Just be nice. Um, who was a Japanese Army intelligence officer. Um, he didn't surrender until August 1945. So he spent 29 years holding out in the Philippines, which I just think is excellent. Um, so... Uh, he ended up doing that until 1974. Wow. It's a long time after the war. 
Um, also, apparently the, the Centurions and Radars um, were the original series models and they used to talk in the mm, original series. Yes, which yeah. is, the, yeah, that throwback in Razor that yeah, we yeah. talked about. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm on it's top awesome. of it. It's awesome. Um, and some feedback from Damon, who never saw the original series, but he's... Um, Really excited because <laughs> Cylons weren't created by humanity in the old show, but by a reptilian alien race. Did you know Ooh, that? Wait, what? Apparently. <laughs> and so that's kind of crazy. How? <laughs> Look, I know I haven't watched the original series, but I feel like this is information that I should have known. Yeah, now. exactly. Um, he's like, the whole show is based on the whole children of humanity, the new show. <laughs> and now it's not that. <laughs> so a that's a reptilian. Race? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Do Listen they show it? Oh or maybe I you might should, have to yeah. watch it now. Yeah. Are they just throwing like weird ass facts at us now to try to get I don't us know, to man. watch the original series? Because if so, it's working. Um, well, Steve is actually threatening to sponsor us to do a drunk watch of the original pilot movie, <laughs> which like I'm not against. I'm yeah, I'm I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, and then we have some fe- uh, feedback from Anna. She was saying that apparently Trisha Helfer did not know. That they had a romance when they originally. Yeah, did the no, it, nobody wrote that into the season two plot line mm. that Kane and Gina w- had a romance. And Trisha Helfer was spewing. She was like, "We could have done so much." It Which great. I mean, I thought I was already picking up on it, but yeah, nope. you know, I'm um, just good at seeing gay where I want to see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and apparently there are other languages um, in the Battlestar Galactica universe. Uh, Toron had its own language, which is Greek in real life. In our life, apparently. Anyway, that's all my feedback. (laughs) Do you have some feedback? I do. We also had um, a cool conversation going in our the the Facebook group in which we met, uh, the patron group for the podcast Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Put Mm. a coin in the jar. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Hey, it doesn't count. Doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) We had some feedback from uh, Emily Petrosky. Um, who just started uh, listening to the podcast uh, because we posted about it. Um, And she pointed out, uh, she says the following, Did any of you notice that the boy Boomer and Hilo save in the miniseries is the son of the diplomat who is killed in the very first scene? When he's waiting to see if any Cylons show up to the yearly meeting, he looks at a photo of his kid, boy with the bad haircut, it's true. And yeah. I'm sure some like hardcore BSG fans know this, but I never noticed it. And I thought that was a awesome, very cool. awesome find. Yeah, it's like the Firefly ship being in the first. Yeah, I yeah. love that detail. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. That's Thank great you. feedback. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here and say we have the most awesome fans. I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I also think that I should get better at reading people's <laughs> comments on the screen. <laughs> I always stumble. I don't know why. Uh, Kaylee and I were having this discussion before about how we're like the complete opposite because she has pages of notes and so I, have one many? I have one and a half pages of notes and really it's just, it's I barely read them to be honest. I'm a very like spontaneous person so when it comes to reading off a screen I just like, I choke and fail. Well I'm hoping that's how we'll work well together be great. going forward. That's why it's good that you're the expert. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. All right. Should we get into this? Let's do it. Yeah. So um, some notes on the episode. Uh, Occupation and Precipice were both written by the man himself, Ronald D. Moore. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they were directed by Sergio Mimica Gezin, uh, who's done, did some episodes in seasons one and two. Um, and yeah, these aired as a unit. Also, uh, these episodes were nominated for Outstanding Writing for a Drama Series That's in the 2007 cool. Emmys, and they lost to the series finale of The Sopranos, which I think is probably fair. Yeah, I have never seen The Sopranos, but it feels like it's a good show. It is. Maybe one day I'll watch it. (laughs) (laughs) These things are overwhelming. The ones that you haven't seen that are supposed to be so good. And so many seasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just on this podcast, we've already talked about watching through several series. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a lot. Someone brought up in the buffering group the other day that someone should do a Veronica Mars podcast. Which I've never seen. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I know our fan... Steve Supersonic Jeffrey is a fan. We send each other gifts. He's been sending me some awesome Xena gifts as yes. well because I've been watching through Xena. Yeah, another show I have to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get okay. into the beat by yes, beat. Yes, yes. Sorry, guys. I'm still really low energy, so I'm just going to power through this beer and see how we go. We got this. Mm-hmm. All right. So Occupation starts with this kind of slow montage. There's a kind of a heartbeat sound, and then it goes into this really haunting beautiful song um which i wanted to look up because it's in another language and it was a little hard to find info on it i think i have the right song and uh it's a woman singing in armenian and that woman is Rhea yarbrough and she is bear mccreary's wife bear oh. mccreary who does the uh, most That's of the music for the show wild yeah and very cool and i'm not sure if she's armenian but she sure can sing in armenian so yeah I might dig choice. more into that. Is Armenian one of the Battlestar Galactica languages is my question. Please let us know if you know. <laughs> Please don't make me <laughs> research. Um, I've also never actually looked into the theme song for the show because there's some other language stuff going on in there. Oh, yeah. That's true. I actually have a um, good friend back home who is really into the Battlestar Galactica music. His name is Mike. He's a very cool guy. Hey, Mike. British. Hey, Mike. I don't think he listens to the podcast. That's fine with us. I know. <laughs> Be more supportive, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to get him on. It might be a little harder now that um, I'm in New York, but I always wanted Skype. to get him on. <laughs> we'll work it out. We'll see what we can do. Maybe we'll get him to record a little video for you to talk about the music. That would be cute. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So in this montage, we've got kind of really close up uh, images that slowly start to kind of pull out and so we're looking at Saul who's in prison and he's like ticking the the marks on the wall for how many days he's been in there Uh, we've got Ellen Ty doing some fucking yeah some fracking yes she is is. Uh, (laughs) we've got Adama who's mad at his little toys um, trying to figure out a plan of attack we've got oh my goodness they're back. <laughs> the, the toys are back. The toys are back. <laughs> In my notes, for sure, is new intro because the intro was different. The intro was different, which we haven't even gotten there yet. And I have no, notes I, on the that. No, even the, dun, dun, you know, the silence oh. was created by man. That's different too. Nice. They've got, there are many copies and it's got the three of them coming up instead of Oh, you're of right. Like, yeah. Instead of all the so Karens. I was like, new intro, new models. Like Adama, whew, just throwing them away. <laughs> like there's the model maker. Just making more things. He's anyway. got to make more because Adama has really taken like out his anger on those things. He stayed on the Battle Star and is not on the colony. Well, he was n- he was the most essential crew member. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't allowed to go down. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. 
Uh, so we've also got images of Rosalind praying, um, which I think is 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 interesting. It kind of shows us that this wasn't just a political ploy of hers. Like she's still very spiritual. Yeah. Did we ever think it was a political ploy? Not really. But she hasn't let it go in yeah. all of this. She stayed true to her. Well, that's devotion. good. Do your best self, Rosalind. Uh, and then we've got um, Tyrell and Anders blowing some shit up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These guys are BFFs now. Yeah, it's kind of cute. Yeah, I mm-hmm. still hate Tyrrell for what he did to Kaylee. Like, <sighs> no, that's, that's not true. I don't hate Tyrrell. I hate the plot point that he hit her and then she married him and had children. I hate that plot point as well. But I'm trying not to blame Tyrrell for it. I don't think it's his fault. Yeah, I think sometimes we're allowed to blame the writers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We have agreed. Uh, yeah, and we've also got um, Kara. Yeah, setting this table and uh, the music kind of cuts out really abruptly and we see her in this room drastically different from what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Uh, just setting a dinner table. Yeah. And we don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's 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 intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which so is very important, as we know. It's going to be important and intense. Mm. So we... S- uh, we get to see Saul in the prison. He's got this eye patch. Um, yeah, he's very like, very cool now. He d- he. D- I love his like grizzled old sailor look. Yes, it's very good. It's great. I'm I'm liking Ty as you all know. I've never really loved Ty that much, or either of the ties to be honest. Um, but I'm I'm liking him more. Yeah, and then also less. I can't tell. And same yeah. with Ellen. It's like I, I went in this roller coaster ride through these episodes where I was like, oh my God, like Ty's standing up for the resistance and Ellen is like fracking to like get him out of there. And then I'm like, oh, wait, but she's still going to betray him. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> and then also he just went a bit fast. So I'm very confused about how I feel. I, I love that these characters exist within the BSG universe. I don't think that they are good people. No, but, but I don't I, like I, people to be good people. I don't. I I like the both of them. I like watching them on screen. I like the actors who play them. Mm. I like what they bring out in each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have a lot to talk about about the ties also in this episode. One eye tie. I like it. Yeah. Why did no one like? Why did no one start calling him that? Maybe they did, and he punched them until they stopped. That seems like his style. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, all right, we're gonna get into this this dinner scene with Kara and Leoben. Um, he's got potatoes, gravy. He has a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Steak, man. Okay. Steak. What animals are around? Yeah, it's fair point. Maybe they make the steak. Do you think they they make people they grow it the way we like are trying to grow meat now? I think so. Okay. That was how uh, that was my head canon. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you just I'm here for it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Otherwise, there's like weird animals on New Caprica mm-hmm. that they're eating, which is also a storyline I'm into exploring. Does anybody know about the animals? I just feel like this is my research. Like you, you go and do this research <laughs> and we'll throw it out, and I just ask our beautiful fans. And they'll tell us on Twitter. <laughs> they will. <laughs> you should join us for that conversation because it's a hoot. It's so much fun. Anyway. Mm. Um, and we've got, oh, God, Ellen fucking fracking Cavill. Yeah, and it's a lot. And he has the most horrid orgasm. Yeah. Oh. It's disgusting. Oh, my God. But also, I love it. It's great. <laughs> but it's terrible. 
Fracking a Cylon. I don't think that she is of childbearing age. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Mm. Curious. Um, she's like almost seems like she's into it, and the second it's over, she like jumps off, and she's so repulsed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have this conversation about when do I get what I want, and uh, he tells her that's happening right now. Um, and so we've got another Cavill. It's not the same one, but somehow it seems really gross that one of them is fracking Saul's wife and the other one is sitting there talking to him. Yeah, like, it's really weird. It's really um, weird. Even though they're different but the same. Also, I dub the, the one that's talking to Ty, I dub him Matrix Cavill. <laughs> because he looks like the guy. glasses? Yeah, he looks like the guy who goes, Mr. Anderson. I haven't seen it for so long. <laughs> but it just reminded me of him. I was like, right. he looks exactly like that. It was very Matrix. All there right. were a lot of Matrix moments in this episode. Maybe I don't know, or maybe I'm seeing these things happening, and they're not really there. But yeah, I, I like it. A Matrix, Matrix Cavill. Yeah, Matrix yeah. Cavill. All right. Um. So they let Saul out of this holding cell. Um. With the line, bureaucracy must be served. They have to go do some paperwork. Like, come on, guys! You created this whole other race. Could you just not eliminate bureaucracy? Like, it's the worst. Objectively. They kept all the worst parts about humanity. <laughs> Disgusting orgasms, bad plumbing. Yeah, like if you're creating, <laughs> like if you're creating a new race, just like get a good orgasm based on or something. <laughs> uh, so we've got Ellen's waiting for Saul outside this detainment center. Um, there are these great announcements, uh, kind of over loudspeakers throughout this that are just like very dystopian. This one, it's an announcement about. Um, water rations and like people can get water every other day uh and there's this saying like we're all in this together and it's so disturbing oh wow that is very sci-fi dystopia very much so Mm, creepy Uh, af yeah and then but we've got saul and ellen reuniting they are both looking rough it's a beautiful i was a little touched i was it was um also we're gonna note throughout this episode ellen's just got the one coat just one. Only one? One purple Ellen. one purple coat. Get your shit together, woman. You need outfits. She I can't imagine she didn't take all her outfits with her. Of course she did. So maybe they were confiscated. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's like when um, you know, Maria leaves when she goes to the convent in Sound of Music and they they take all their outfits. I don't know. Throw musicals just in. like that. It's just like it's that. It's just exactly like the same. The sound as music. It's just like the sound of music. Really, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the stuff that happens in these episodes is kind of Nazi-like, which mm. the sound of music gets into. So we're no, not but they're too there far to off base. Collaborate with the people and live harmoniously. This oh is right. how you do it. This is how you do it. Bringing the word of air quotes God to yes, the people. Exactly. <laughs> this is how you bring God to people. <laughs> of course. Obviously, this has happened all throughout time. Ooh. This is how you. Show love. Yeah. 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 We've got a lot of great showing of love in this episode. So much mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Man, we we're on the first page of like twenty thousand of mine, so this is <laughs> might be, this might be a long one. Hey, it's a double episode. It's a double and there's just there's so much world building that happens in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's such a drastic shift from just being on the battle star the whole time. Yep. We have there's just so much to get into. Um, so we've got Leoben and Starbuck and she's kind of making eyes at him and getting him to like 
lean in and he touches her cheek and it's so creepy how lovely she looks and um she just stabs him right through the neck it's so good i love starbucks so much in this moment it's so good Mm. what does she stab him with i couldn't figure it out it's like a it's like a fork that you put in some meats when you're cutting it okay yeah you know the two-prong fork yeah one it's exactly what it is okay um yeah she's gonna use whatever she can get yeah and this oh my god this scene she stabs him fully through the neck he falls to the floor she stabs him three more times kind of in the gut um wipes her bloody hand on his like cream carpet Mm -hmm. sits back down starts cutting her steak with his knife and her bloody hand like it's like so grabs good. a napkin and daintily wipes her mouth. It's amazing. It's am- she like also she's for sure lost it, but yeah. I loved just everything about that scene. It's really it very so good. So well played. I love your very detailed uh, notes on that. Mine just says "Yeah, Starbuck." we just said the same thing. <laughs> I said it in a minute, and you said it in two seconds. Hey, <laughs> very to the point. <laughs> I know what I like. <laughs> oh, man. So funny. Uh, and we know he's going to come back. Cause she says, uh, he says, see you soon. And she says, take your time. Mm. Okay. So That's now, so now we've got new credits. Um, yes. So there's credits. no more survivor count. Uh, and our new credits read the human race far from home fighting for survival. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like us in 20. What is it? 2040. Yeah. I think that's a a generous amount of time. (laughs) They found a new earth. Did you see? I posted it on our Twitter page. I I missed that. How did I miss a new earth? Yeah, exactly. And it's like light years away. I don't remember the exact... um, Oh, this is how it all begins. This is how it all begins. Um, We had the post the other day about the... um, uh, What's it called? Symbiosis. And yeah, I think I just posted it and I wrote, Whoa! That was all. My, that's all I had to say about that. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, um, I'm, gonna yeah guys, I'm gonna look into that. I missed that. There it's been is a busy day. another Earth. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's that. That's that. So this is us in um in a while. Mm-hmm. We just gotta invent the robot race and settle some colonies and yeah, it's all this has all happened before. I was about to say the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> happen again. <laughs> Oh, man, we need to pick up the pace. This is going to be a long episode, guys. We're both dragging. Yeah. Sorry. We're going we're gonna to power through. All right. Yeah. So Rosalind's going to help us out here with a shit ton of exposition. Yes. Uh, and also, I love over. that she's like, Adama wouldn't leave us. Yeah. Bless her and her yeah. faith. Well, and Ty's really holding on to that, too. Mm. Um, but so we find out this is the 134th day of the occupation. It is Mars Day, who is mm. the Roman god of war, not a Greek reference. Um, but they do make a lot of different references on this show, just primarily Greek. Um, and she's talking about insurgent strikes, uh, which she thinks are critical to morale and to hope to see the humans doing some little bit of damage to the Cylons. Yeah, I um, we've got a whole conversation about terrorism to have later. Yeah, um, I figured you were going to have some opinions. Hey, <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Drop some knowledge on us. Um, I also love the way, like, th- so they have these two scenes with Rosalind and Ty. I love the way that Rosalind spits, like, 
the name Gaius Bolta. She spits it. It's like amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Ty does a very similar thing. Totally. And he goes, Gaius Bracken Bolta. Yeah, yeah. It's like really. <laughs> and I'm like, because I was like, whoa, Rosalind really spits out his name. It's I like, lo- she's so good in this episode. She's so good. In these episodes. Ugh. She is a contender for the MVP, but not my nomination. Oh, we didn't do an MVP. Oh, the last, last time. episode. I know. And that's on me. And I think, Kayla, you have an MVP. Oh, I don't. Uh, you remember her name? Doing the oh, most. Oh, my my girl. Yeah, um, the one doing the nuclear thing. Was it a T? Frack. Oh, you can't remember. I've had a little bit of beer already, and only a little bit. You got to get a better tolerance for this, so you're. Uh, <laughs> you're this is be why I take so many notes, you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, look, I'm gonna do a little fact check, and you keep telling me about this uh, episode. Okay, so we find out the government is calling themselves the Cylon Occupation Agency, uh, or no, the Cylon Occupation Occupation Authority, Whew. and uh, the colonial government kind of operates in name only now. Uh, and we've got this meeting of all these, um, I guess, Cylon higher-ups. I don't know if they have higher-ups. It seems like they do. It seems like they do. Um, and they include Caprica 6 and Boomer um, and a bunch of other coffees. Yeah, Caprica 6 and Boomer are like the... They're the ones driving this whole thing. They're the ones who kind of made this also amazing, love loving decision. I love that they call her Caprica 6. I do too. Yeah, I think it's great. I think, like, do you think that that just happened? Like, everybody was calling her that, and then they just like called her that. Like, how did that? Do you mean everybody, like, like in, in the, the writers' world? room? You're in the real world, yeah. <laughs> like uh, that was just maybe. her like screen name, and then they're like, "Fuck it, <laughs> we'll just all call her that." Like, we do need ways to talk about specific Cylons. I know, um, but like, it just I just think it's hilarious. Like Matrix Cavill. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Matrix Cavill is the best. <laughs> um, was it Sergeant Matthias? No, no, it wasn't. Matthias. Matthias. That's how you pronounce it. Oh, but Matthi- it was her, Matthias. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gunner. Uh, Gunner. Mat- that was her call sign. Ah. Okay. It's not an IMDb. I just thought she was rad, and I think everyone else in that episode was pretty morally She's ambiguous. A sergeant. So. sergeant Matthias. Yeah, you can tell that I, like, my first love was a Swede because mm-hmm. I looked at that and said, Matthias? Of course it's Matthias. No, that's ridiculous. Okay, great. Shout she out to Lisa's first Swedish love. Oh, mm. what a beautiful man. <laughs> what a beautiful man he is. Uh, we've got this meeting, and Cavill's talking a lot to the other Cavill about bringing the love of God to the people um, very I sarcastically. I think Cavill is my favorite silent. He's though. so great. He's so I funny. love his energy in the in the room because I don't think it, the rest of the silence are like they're kind of proper. They're yeah. Yeah. And he he will call them out on anything. Yeah. I um, and he will make suggestions like uh, fear is a key article of faith, so we should start rounding people up and killing them, and we should also execute Baltar. Yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> I think that's excellent. And uh, calls out Caprica 6 uh, for saving him because he's her favorite toy. So good. <laughs> um, but uh, Doral comes in with um, this like very accurate line that most people would cheer his death at this point. Which is very true. It's that's a shame. Like, that's like being like... We're really against America. Let's kill Donald Trump. Like, it would yeah. just, like, would it work? Speaking of, like, <laughs> it's just a shame that Battlestar Galactica isn't relevant at all anymore. Like, we just don't know anything about the consequences of elections. Oh, yeah. And uh, 
it's not know, at all relevant allowing an egomaniacal mm. um no asshole shout to, to take power over a qualified woman what can we also just shout out to james callis friend of the podcast He's tweeted at us once or twice. It's all, <laughs> it's all it is. I and look um, forward to further. Tweets. Yeah, hopefully. We just have to stop. Yeah, anyway. I'm following him. I'm following a lot of the BSG people now. It's great. He has been doing a lot of great tweets about mm. Gaius Voltaire and Trump. It's been great. Um, so shout out to James Callis for he is also a good tweet game. Brilliant in these episodes. There's some there's some quality acting going on here. Yeah. Uh, and it's it is kind of the first time he like looks up and pays attention to what's happening. He's like, "Don't shoot me." <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting there in his head, pretending he's somewhere else. Yeah. Does he still get visions of Caprica Six? When I he don't is think he does. I when she's there? I think she's been gone the whole time ex- uh, until Caprica Six gets shot, and then she immediately head six shows back up. It's so weird. It's I just don't understand. Like it doesn't make any sense, but I'm here for it. Yeah. No. no. None of it makes it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. There's sixes all over. Um <laughs> so Cavill wants to reduce the humans to a more manageable size, like maybe less than a thousand. Mm. He's so good. He's so good. And then they kinda call the meeting and Deanna asks Caprica Six if it's worth it for the love of this amazing man. Oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> and she's like, You've never been in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Deanna looks a little crushed by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How dare you? You don't know her story. You you don't know Deanna. And her accent. Her accent is odd. I just, I don't think it's ever going to change at this point. <laughs> um, so we're back to some more Rosalind exposition. There, uh, the Cylons are forming a human police force, uh, the members of which are kept confidential. But we see very dramatically that Jammer is one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been rounded up, questioned, tortured. Hundreds of people are, have vanished. Uh, and there's this mysterious inside man, and no one knows who's feeding them it's the information. It's so obvious who it is. Like, from the very beginning, you're like... So obvious. Obviously, it's my man, Kata. Oh, my boy. God, I love him so much. I also... I keep forgetting that his name is Felix. And then when it gets used, I'm just like, oh, his name is Felix. It just doesn't, (laughs) like, match in my mind. It just doesn't seem like what his name would be. Gator is really cool. Felix is a very cute name. It is cute. I like it. Maybe I'll call my child Felix. Felix can be cute. Uh, So they communicate via turning over this poor dog's bowl. And actually, okay, Kaylee, tell me how you feel about dogs uh i i got i got a few dogs at just home <laughs> just a handful just, just roughly four or so. about the right amount for how many gay women in one house <laughs> are there more gay women are are there more dogs there are three gay women and there are four dogs i think that's only the correct look only one of fraction. them is mine <laughs> i think that's the correct <laughs> amount I don't know. But every time my roommate comes home with another dog, I'm like, okay, this one can stay. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, this dog, this poor dog, everyone's like a pet. Does anyone ever feed it? Does anyone ever turn that bowl over to feed the dog? Also, how many dogs are there left in the fracking universe? Maybe that's where the meat came from. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) No one threw that to you, but you don't know. I just, that might be the last dog in the universe, and I don't think it should be tethered up outside, and I think someone should 
feed it once yeah. in a while. I mean, let's let's assume they do. All right. They seem to be very affectionate to the dog. You look very visibly upset right now. I. It's always outside, night or day. They communicate via the bowl because nothing's ever in the fracking bowl. I also wonder how that came to be. Like, they don't know who it is, so how are they like, this is a signal? Oh, I do. I have a lot of questions yeah. about how anyway. they established that signal. Um, anyway, so uh, this mystery mystery person leaves them the security plans for the graduation ceremony of the new Caprica Police Academy. Um, and then we see a little shot of Callie and baby Nick, who I think this is our first time meeting baby Nick. Uh, and she kind of tells Tyrrell, like, one day you're never going to come back, and we see kind of that this resistance is more important to him than, like, being okay for his family and taking care of them. I don't know how I feel about it, but it's a weird dynamic. I don't think it's gotten a lot better since he no. beat her up it's and then she married him. It's just weird. It's yeah. very weird. He beat her up and then she married him. <laughs> classic there's a lot of classic love stories here i think we're moving into another one now which is a classic lock a woman in a house and mm. tell her that you love her until mm-hmm. she realizes she loves you story yeah we are we're almost at that um stockholm syndrome love mm. that he's hoping to achieve uh but first we're gonna have this meeting of our uh revolutionaries uh, we've got Ty for the first time coming back. They tell him, like, good to see you. And he says, it's good to be seen, <laughs> which is one of my all-time favorite responses ever. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to keep it. It's so good. Um, and I, I read a little bit about this episode and uh, saw that they decided actually not to film uh, Saul's eye getting removed because it was just going to be like a lot of the budget? too over the top and maybe a lot of the budget. Yeah, they're like, um, oh no, we just we were worried. We were very worried about how gruesome it would be, and they're <laughs> like, oh, thank goodness, we saved all of that money. This it's is all. I mean, it's a fairly big budget episode. All honestly. of these, I don't um, think we needed it. I think it's one of those things that's creepier when you don't see it and you just hear about oh it. Oh, for sure. I um, all of these scenes are very like, lame as a rob. Like you know, you know, you know. Wait, are you not a musical person? I'm totally a musical person. I have Lamez memorized. I'm okay, just good. trying to picture Rat, the blood <laughs> of angry men. You know when they're all sitting around and they're I like would love moments? them to be singing I about their revolutionary feelings. Can somebody please make a Battlestar Galactica musical where these three men are singing about it? I I think that might be up to us. Okay. okay. Well, that's our next project. Mm, all right. We're gonna Projects forever. Put a pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of make this decision that they're going to um they're going to attack this graduation ceremony to try to kill Baltar but they are not going to try to avoid human casualties as a message to anyone who's trying to work with the Cylons. Yeah. 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 That seems legit. <sighs> seems a bit harsh. I feel We've like a lot this has never happened in history. Oh, never never. Not ever. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, I I await your thoughts on mm-hmm. all of this. Um, but so we also find out that there's supposed to be a raptor in position at some point every day, and uh, they've been trying to transmission, like send a transmission to this raptor, but the Cylons are jamming the signal, um, and they're gonna get through eventually, <laughs> thanks to our man Gaeta. Uh, I mean, yeah. And then we hear a little bit about Kara. No one's heard from her in four months. Yeah, that's 
very sad for Anders. <gasps> did they, okay, did they have matching wedding tattoos? Yes. It's pretty great. They do. It's pretty great. And they're gorgeous. They are. Yeah. I love it. The ring with the wings. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so now that you've, like, got this far, you, there are promo pictures that they took where if they hold their arms just the right way, it forms, like, a full picture with the two wings. Oh, my God. It's out. We'll, I'll find it, and we'll post it on Twitter. It's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm obsessed. Yeah. So I assume that's what you're going to do if you get married. <laughs> Put it, have a giant. I mean, I feel like you've tattoo. got about a year <laughs> before Kevin <laughs> up and same-sex marriage. Fuck. Too soon. Too soon to joke about that. I don't know what else to do. Oh man. Yeah. 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 All right. Lock something down. <laughs> Too dark. Let's get back to sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because this is nothing like the world now. <laughs> uh, so this is ooh. all just hypothetical. <laughs> Let's get back to this horrible kidnapping, <laughs> abuse, m- endless murder loop scenario. Yes, it's, much it's way more cheery. <laughs> so he, he comes in, says, honey, I'm home. And it's just, have you ever lived with someone that you hated and you've been oh. home alone and they come home? Yeah. It's the recently. worst feeling. <laughs> Did you not hear about my first roommate in New York? <laughs> I got the crazy roommate out of the way in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I've had some bad ones as well. Yeah, it's yeah. the thing you gotta do. Uh, so we find out that Starbuck has killed him five times, and I was kind of like, only five? Yeah, it's been I four months. feel like it's been a. L- <laughs> Like, I felt like it would be, like, a daily thing. Right? I think she's gotten better at her little, like, puppy dog face, I'm ready to love you now, and then... I guess maybe in a sneaky like stab. I guess if you really think about it, probably it takes, like, a couple of weeks to, like, get, you know, mm-hmm. him to a point where he trusts her. Which she doesn't wait that long this time. She tries it right away again. Mm. <laughs> like... Thank you for putting up with me. And he's like, put down the knife. Yeah. <laughs> and she drops it into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, he, so Leoban says he's had a vision that Starbuck is going to hold him, embrace him, and tell her that she loves him. Uh, she tells him he's insane. And he says, to know the face of God is to know madness. Great. And then invites her to bed. Yeah. Standard <laughs> love story. I'm just curious. Is this not how it works out for you? Yeah, no, this sounds pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how all my relationships start. <laughs> I'm glad you're still here to tell the tale. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering, like, where this bed is, because it's in a separate... Oh, we got to talk about this apartment. It's um, weird. The apartment is the same apartment that Starbuck had on Caprica, redressed. It's the same layout. That's weird. It is, and I... It I looks th- nothing like... Her apartment on Caprica. Be, well, it's not covered in like weird paintings and, and like garbage. Because she's very artistic. She's super creative. Yeah. And artsy. Yeah. And you don't understand her poetry. No. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like if they, if someone came in and fully renovated that apartment, it's the same layout. But wait, is that in the show like canon that they did that because they wanted it to be her apartment or did they just need the set? They d- they. F- Fully, I think, made the choice. I don't know if they thought anyone would notice. I don't know if they knew how obsessive their fans were. Um, yeah, mistake, guys. No, Big I mistake. don't think. I don't think it's a mistake. I think it no, was intentional. No, to not realize oh, that their yeah. fans would be. Especially yeah. in season Have three. you even 
sci-fied <laughs> <laughs> truthfully have you even sci-fied <laughs> um have you been to a comic yeah, I, don't I, I don't know if they thought anyone would notice but it was an intentional choice it seems a little over the top that the Cylons would recreate Starbucks apartment just to fuck with her head but who knows I mean I wouldn't put it past them I wouldn't put I mean, it past Leo given P what happens in up. the next episode yeah i would not at all put the put it past them uh but we see that she is like the door to this apartment is um it's just like a gate and mm. she's like holding onto the bar screaming let me out of here it's mm. very intense everyone yep. has some like high drama to to act in yep. these episodes uh, so when we've got a I just went to drink my microphone. I just want to share that with our audience. Have some more beer, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've been very unwell. <laughs> um, continue. Uh, so we've got Adama on the rescue mission, um, for which the everyone's got this code name Snowbirds, and the f- like. The first minute is just everyone going Snowbird to Snowbird one to Snowbird two. Snowbird, do you hear me? Snowbirds, what are you doing? Um, it's like Star Wars. It's with all the colors, red. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just it's like Star Wars lame is, you know. <laughs> Star Wars lame is same thing. <laughs> and Adama's really been like running this crew. So we've got um some promotions to announce. Cat is the new CAC mm-hmm. and Hilo's the new XO. Yeah, Hilo man. I forgot about Hilo. I like Hilo. No, I do too. He's also in Dollhouse, which I love. But Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a minute. Yeah. I um I really like Hilo, but I forgot about him. I've got to be honest. That's fair. Yeah, he's uh, he's vanilla. one of your vanilla guys, yeah. right? Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Um. So they've been running this mission sixteen times. Adama won't cut them a break, and then oh boy, we have not. I know you. Sad Apollo. You talked about it with uh, Melia. With Melia. Uh, we have not discussed Fat Apollo, you and me. Fat Apollo. My question is, like, it's just, it's a real, did he really get fat or is he wearing a no, face suit? No, he's definitely wearing He looked a like he was wearing a fat and suit. And some sort of face prosthetics. And I just, like, I know this was 2006 and we all didn't really learn that we can't do fat suits anymore until this last, it was like a very recent Netflix show when everyone was like, enough with the fat suits, we're done with this. But also, it just, I don't, like, is it just for those few lines where Adama's like, I just, I think you're it's soft. And it's I'm like, such <laughs> lazy writing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's bizarre. fat shaming and it's bullshit and I hate it so much and I hate looking at him and I, like, look, uh, Apollo is bitchy and whiny enough already that he could go soft and he can be all of these things without putting this actor that through this nonsense head over the ham- hammer that's not what i was going to say hammer over the head mm. i can form sentences yeah like a, a Adama literally calls him a fat ass. Yeah, he does. It's just, I think it's really weak writing. You can show moral weakness and not equate it to fatness. That's bullshit. And I expect better from this show. But I, I agree with you on every point. But I do get some satisfaction out of seeing that. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I, I never claimed to be a perfect person. No, I almost just <laughs> spit-taked all over your equipment. Um, it's fine. Um, only because like he's only been so shirtless, he's shirtless and everywhere. ridiculous and it does give me some kind of like feeling yeah. that I just I can't I'm I'm not a perfect person. It's fair. I got pleasure. We can this is a safe space. <laughs> we can admit to these things. 
it's just so it's so satisfying at some level and i'm like what does this say about me <laughs> that i'm so into him being fat right now Anyway, I think it says that we're fucking sick of Apollo. Yeah, um, for sure. All right, so we're gonna move. We're gonna move right on to uh, the Pyramid Court, where we are discussing uh, sending Duck on a one-way suicide mission. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is irrelevant. I didn't remember Duck, but he has been in some episodes before. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Duck. Well, it's a good thing he offed himself. <laughs> If it's going to be someone, just let it be someone who's not memorable. Yeah, that's also the rules of sci-fi, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, that's what I've led to understand. I wouldn't have been surprised if we'd never seen him before, given the amount of people who also that. sacrifice their life, who we are supposed to care about <laughs> and don't know. No, I'm actually impressed that they pulled someone they'd worked with before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they the Cylons killed his dear wife, Nora, and he has nothing to live for anymore. Um mm. Just like that chick on that time when she held up the bar. Because no one has oh. suffered loss and they feel the most pain. Yeah, that was a weird up. That's what's kind of weird about, like, the, that's my favorite when my Billy dies. <laughs> Great episode. <laughs> I don't think I have the hatred, the seething hatred for Billy that you do. I'm not a so fan, much. certainly. I just could, I don't really care either way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like that he gets out of the way and um, we get... Yeah. The new assistant. Yeah. Oh, okay. she's great. And I love she's that amazing. she's still working with Rosalind. Yes. Anyway, okay. let's continue on. We still haven't even finished oh, the first we episode. we haven't even finished the first one. And we've been going a while. Uh, all right. But we're getting we're getting amped. I can feel it. Uh, <laughs> the Silence have not outlawed Pyramid, which, um, you know, probably smart on their part to not outlaw, like, every bit of joy that the humans have. I mean, that's nice of them. It's bread and circuses. Uh, so then we're back in Adama's quarters, and he's talking to Sharon They're about how alone he feels. They're best buds. Yeah, that's nice. It's kind of cute. We've missed a lot of character development there, and uh, I'm okay with it. Mm. Um, but there is this moment where she's like, you know, after I lost the baby, and <laughs> Adama's just like, boy, this coffee's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> like, Adama knows, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knows. couldn't remember if he knew or if it was just Rosalind. I think Rosalind, Adama, and Coddle. No. Yeah, I mean, and he still hasn't and told Tori. her. Yeah, mm. that was that's she, gonna like, be a thing that's gonna happen in the future. Oh, could you, let's put that down for one of your yeah. predictions. Predictions. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I got it. Okay. Uh, so and she tells Adama that he needs to forgive himself, and it's a it's a very touching little scene. And then we come to. Apollo's snack table. Yeah. He's got... I pl- I made a list of what's happening on this table. He's got pretzels. He's got something I thought were nuts, but they do not crunch when you eat them. And <laughs> I think perhaps they are dried figs. Or uh, potentially the sound person just forgot to... Also also that. They could be a weird dried fruit. Yeah. Um, I have Cheetos, question mark, question mark. Uh, Cheetos piece of, last piece forever, of a candy bar and just like an empty cocktail stick that s- something was on there at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so he's having a little feast, bitching I think to he's D. Eating his feelings. Um, I love D. I I do love D. I, I love D. D in five all of this. ever. <laughs> she is <laughs> gorgeous. Oh yeah, and she gorgeous. is so picking up the slack here. Mm-hmm. She's like got her papers. Ever. He just comes over and like. Are they married? his feet on her papers. They are married now. Yeah, I thought I saw a ring. Yeah, I think we saw that in the 
the last oh, little yeah, bit I think we of did. Who's the season two finale. Cavill? That doesn't make any sense. <sighs> there must be a priest. Well, they just decide. They're just like, we're married now. Yeah, no, they're like... The fuck are you going to do about it? There are no rules anymore. <laughs> just we're married now. Um, so D is also calling him out in a... I think a bit of a nicer way than Adama. She's like, it's not about the weight. It's about you. You're, yeah. you're a piece of shit. Um, and also says that she married Apollo because he's a little like his dad. I think she's got a little cross o- crush on Papa Adama. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, maybe I can't have you, but I can, <laughs> I can go for a younger model. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that. Yeah. Can we get some D and Adama fanfic, please? Yeah. Oh wow. I have a really, really I think I've told you this before, like I have a very like visual like imagination. Mm-hmm. And so where, where I just where had you a going lot right of now? I had a lot of mental <laughs> images right there. And it, it sounds very disturbing. <laughs> anyway. Moving um, on. Yeah, I think it's up to you to create that content yeah, as well. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh so now we've got this uh listening bird that's been orbiting, waiting for um the signal from the ground and they finally make contact. Yeah, very with exciting. Ty and the guys. And Adama has this great moment where he's just like, It's gonna be okay. And you can see how much he did not think it was gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's just like making it making it sound like it was his plan all along. Yeah. Um, so we're back to Rosalind just giving us she's queen of exposition in this episode. Oh, so much. We've got a total of 200 people <laughs> who have joined the Cylon uh, secret police. Um, and Duck's going through his last prayer. Um, and we find out Gaius is not going to be at the ceremony because there will be other graduations. Yeah. Uh, and Gaeta just Can doesn't care anymore, just runs for he that runs. dog bowl. Can we take a moment to appreciate Gaeta's hair? Sure. It's great. I don't think it was this long before, and it's very curly. Yeah, there's probably not a lot of barbers on New Cap. Exactly. He's mm-hmm. just letting it grow, just yeah. living his scruffy life. He's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm breaking the rules. I'm a rule breaker. Anyway, shout out to Gator's hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was my point then. Mm-hmm. Um, continue. So Gator's, Gator's are running. Um, he gets to the dog bowl. Uh he he takes out his paper that he's gonna leave for them and like just looks it back over again just to make sure just so we can read it but can it's really obvious. Can we also say this is a very Romeo and Juliet moment? Oh, when like, it's like when you find out too yeah, late. Yeah, when like he's pretending to be she's pretending to be dead and then he stabs himself slash drinks the poison depending if we're talking about the actual Shakespeare or like the very amazing Baz Luhrmann movie version. Also and that. And then, oh, but it's so well done in that version. Mm-hmm. And he takes a poison and then she wakes up and looks at him and she's like, it's just like that. That's what happened it in my mind. It is exactly that like that except without the teenage love story. No. And I with mean, the suicide bombing. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly the same. Aside exactly. <laughs> exactly the same. Very Shakespearean. Yes. <laughs> um, so the... The there's this toaster that like approaches Duck and we think that he knows and then the toaster just walks away. Mm-hmm. Um and so Deanna's giving a speech at this ceremony in her weird accent mm-hmm. and uh Duck just gives a little see you soon, Nora. And then we've got this uh um, He could have said something cooler. Th- he's doing this for his dead wife. 
It's true, but I just I expected something cooler. I actually rewinded it. I rewinded. What would you What would you have I said? I rewound it. <laughs> um, look, man, I'm not sure, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure there could be something. Look, I'm not said. the suicide bomber here. Okay, I'm not blowing myself up here. He did have a lot of time to think of a line. Exactly, mm-hmm. and like that means nothing to like the Cylon who's going to come back. Like, here's the thing: here's the problem with killing Cylons is that they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. So you want to leave him with something cool. You want him to turn around and be like, oh, my God, this guy. Last words. And then he, boom. Yeah, he, he kind of missed that opportunity. Yeah, he missed the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but we end the episode with this um, explosion. It was very reminiscent of that. Have you watched Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Yeah, spoiler alert for Handmaid's Tale, that um, explosion yeah, yeah. in the last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, um I mean, I feel like that was more recently than Battlestar. So I mean, yeah, no, I, I just that's yeah. what it that's what it reminds. They didn't yeah. steal it from Margaret Atwood because she did not write that into the book. That is not in the book. No, there is. It's the book is very different from where the series is going. I do like where the series is going. Though. I do too, and I the the book is it's one very short kind of story about one woman in a room for most of the time. So yeah. they had to expand that world a little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm into it. Anywho, we're going to dive right into the second episode, we Precipice, are. and we're going to talk faster. We are, and you're going to talk for a minute because the other bad thing, aside from your terrible experience of my production of <laughs> this podcast, uh, is that I don't have anyone to go and get my beers for me anymore. Producer Tom, will you come from Australia and get our beers out of the fridge? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, so um, why don't you start to make this intro, and I'm going to duck out to the fridge and get our beer. I'm going to hold down the fort. Uh, so we've got um, Rosalind in prison now. She's in her cell, and it kind of seems like she's been there for a while. And who comes to visit her but Gaius Fracken Baltar? Fucking Gaius. Fucking Gaius. I think it was it was loud enough. It was loud enough. Um, and we've got this... Um, this moment where Rosalind, who's w- she's like sitting against the wall, and she just starts dragging the chair over to her with her foot, and I just, it's like a really nice little acting moment. It's just like she will not even sit in this chair without like a physical like fuck you. To yeah, guys. she's so good. She, oh my god, she's amazing. Um, I loved that little acting decision. I feel like what is really interesting in this scene that I found interesting, oh, listen to that sound. What a sound. What a sound. Mm. Um, what I found really interesting about this scene is that uh, Balta kept using, he was a he was a we wording everything. I have we very much underlined. Yeah. yeah he just kept saying we, like, dude, chill. Yeah, he, um, he kind of <laughs> gives her this bullshit of like, everyone of importance is being questioned and gives her her glasses as this like gesture of good faith. And it's like starts, I wrote like, you have the gall to fucking lecture her. He starts lecturing her on these suicide bombings and he wants her to come out and make a public statement against them because he knows he has no clout with the people and they will actually listen to her. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, who is this we? You don't get to lump yourself in with anyone, Gaius. A hundred percent. I just, that was just very, I was, I was not about it. Not about it at all. Um, and she kind of 
she gets him back with this dig. He says something about like, I've always acted according to my conscience. And she just goes, of that I have no doubt. I It was such a good line. Oh, such a good Rosalind burn. I love a Rosalind burn. I just burn. think, again, my very succinct notes were Rosalind. So good. <laughs> also sums it up. Yeah. Um, I do think it's important to note that like Gaius has this moment of like fully committing to the belief that no one has been tortured. Like, he just w- is fully closing his eyes to the actual conditions of mm. the people because he cannot handle it. And I love that she's just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Tell that to Ty. Ask Colonel Ty. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see his eye rolling around. Mm. Um, so we find out there's a curfew in effect now, uh, which means the secret police can be out with their masks off. Uh, so we get this scene of all of them outside. Mm. Uh, and Jammer um, kind of, like, talking to the Cylons. Um and meanwhile, Chief and Ty uh, are having an argument about civilian casualties. And Ty has this line, and I'm going to read all of it because, wow, this dialogue. Um, Tyrrell kind of asks, like, what are we doing? Whose side are we on? And he goes, we're on the side of the demons, Chief. We're evil men in the gardens of paradise sent by the forces of death to spread devastation and destruction wherever we go. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's so intense. Mm-hmm. Ty is very intense now. Yeah, where the fuck did that come from? I think he stopped drinking. Mm, I don't know about that. Like, as much. <laughs> Maybe he. Is I mean, he went on a, a really big like detox this. when he was in prison. Oh, being that's fair. That's probably the longest he spent in forever. And he was like, without alcohol. Is this sobriety? <laughs> Sobriety looks weird on him. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is terrible. Fair. Fair. Uh, so we find out Jammer like knows some of the people on this list of pe- people uh, being arrested, and um, they're not going to budge on it. So we've got all of the secret police now with their night vision goggles. Oh my god, this scene is very intense. It's so intense and they go into the tent and like take Callie with the baby screaming. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And then it made me wonder if that has happened, which it probably has. I'm sure all of this yeah. literally has happened. Before and all of it will happen again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. There's never too many times that we're going to say that on this podcast. Yeah, no. Yeah. You're uh, welcome. It's, it's a great line. Uh, and of course, you know, Tyrrell's too busy planning the revolution to be there to protect Callie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes back and baby Nick is just all alone crying in his little crib. It's very sad. upsetting. Um, and then we're back on Galactica where Adama is kind of leading this meeting with everybody of how the frack they're going to do this rescue mission. Um, it says Ty is commanding uh, 1,150 people on the ground, which s- we've only seen the three of them, so it seems like a lot. Maybe he exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's just like, it's like, I'm about 1,100 people by myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus these two. <laughs> uh, we also find out that the ships that w- were on the ground, um, the launch keys have been taken, which I think will come up again. But they're oh, going to make uh <laughs> just, I don't know, just a wild hunch. Yeah. Um, so they're going to make a weapons drop. And then Frackin' Apollo is just there pooping on everybody's party. Yeah. Like, your idea sucks. <laughs> everybody's idea sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's weakness. You don't need the fat suit to show that weakness. 
A hundred percent. We've got this great scene where Tyrrell talks to Gaeta and then Jammer and Tyrrell's just like so obtuse where he's like, oh, freaking Gaeta pretending he doesn't know anything. What a traitor. And then like, but Jammer, wow, what a stand up guy. I don't know if Tyrrell's got a great read on people. I'm not so sure he does. Yeah. And I love this scene because Jammer's just like, yeah, well, just like hypothetically, I don't know. I don't know any secret police, but if I did, I bet that they would be really stressed out <laughs> and like they were in <laughs> over their heads. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to practice empathy right now. <laughs> Am I doing it right? <laughs> uh, and then, holy fracking shit, we are back in Leoben's apartment yeah. with a fracking toddler. Okay. Few questions. You lay them on me. So, it had been like, what, 10 months when they moved to New Caprica, right? Okay, the how the long timeline has it been I have is that attack? it's been one year since they rescued Anders and everybody from Caprica. It's been a year since then, and it was probably less than a year that Kara was at the farm. I don't think it was a full year from when she was first on Caprica to when they went back. How is it a toddler? Yeah, I think we had similar questions with uh sharon's pregnancy yeah timeline so <laughs> either the timelines are fracked mm-hmm. or these babies just grow quick yeah uh either way it's creepy as hell yeah mm-hmm. super creepy uh <laughs> this is like here but we have a child is it leoben's child too I that's what i, I understood. think that's what is being implied but that would mean that leoben would have had to have been on Caprica, right? But or it could just be any Leo. I mean, it is. Let's say a few. They're things. identical bodies. Yeah, it is interesting that we only see the Cylons that we know. Also, mm-hmm. funny point: the Doctor Cylon. Yes, I think that they kind of show him at the end of the episode, but the I think it's a different actor. Sh- it's not a different actor, but I don't. I think he has like if he has any lines, his line is like "We agree." Like yeah, it's, they give him nothing. They give him no. It is one n- of him. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, because like I was like, just the white silence that we know and Sharon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I um, thought it was a different actor, and I was like, that's ridiculous. But I only saw him for a second. No, it definitely is the same actor, but man, does he not get a lot of play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, they're very clever to do that. Just, I guess, have the ones that we know. Yeah. It's interesting. Also, Leoben doesn't get any say in the meetings. He's the only one who's not there. There are no Leobens at the meetings on Colonial One. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Um, where were we? Oh, we were at Frackin' The point frackin where they're like, this is your child. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Um... Yeah, and Starbuck is just like, what's that? Yeah, fair <laughs> point. Fair question. And this like adorable little baby is just like, hi. Yeah. Hey. Aren't hi, I mom. Adorable? Yeah. Uh, so we're we're 
back on Galactica, we find out that um, Adama is sending Sharon to the ground, um, mostly because uh, the Centurions can't tell one human model from another. So which on is New cool. Caprica, she will just look like any other Sharon, which seems pretty smart to me. I also understood that none of them could tell each other apart. Not just the... Somehow they all know which ones are Caprica 6 and Boomer. They always know. they've been there. Well, yeah, but how would you know? I don't know. I don't know how to tell, you know, the Hemsworth brothers apart. (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know how they tell identical people apart. They got... uh, There's a lot that's somewhat unexplained. I mean... A little bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh... So, but Apollo sure is going to come and lecture his papa about this decision, lecture him about uh, leaving the civilian fleet behind. And so they make this decision that the Pegasus is going to stay with the civilian fleet and they're going to search for Earth and Adama's going to take Galactica and rescue everybody on New Caprica. Yeah, it's okay. good. Mm-hmm. Good plan. I think it's a decent plan. And it's supposed to be this like, moment where Apollo finally gets a backbone but I don't I don't no. really read it that way I don't either yeah fucking man he just lucked out with D I boy howdy yeah mm-hmm. just cause she's into his dad it's upsetting mm, whatever works mm. uh, so we find out that this little little baby Casey she was delivered by a human woman who died in childbirth and Starbuck is just looking at Leoben with this kid from behind, like the f- the like a weird gate on the stairs. She's just like sitting behind there, like refusing to engage. She keeps calling the child "it." It's not my child. I don't know if it's human. She says, "Take this with you. Don't leave me alone with this." Um, and tells the kid she's not her mother. Well, I mean, we can talk about what makes a mother. Hmm. Anyway. I don't know if we have time to get into all that. I don't think we do. <laughs> we might throw this into themes, but guys, this is just going to be a long episode of Yikes. us. Yikes. I'm on my second beer. Uh, but you know what's about to happen is Rosalind is about to slap Ty. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Loved it. Yeah. Um, it's that was one of my favorite moments. Um, she does kind of like apologize right after and Ty's just like, nothing matters anymore. Slap me all you want. Um, classic tie. Yeah, classic one-eyed tie. But he gives her this fucking harsh line about like sometimes you have ice water in your veins and sometimes you're just a naive little school teacher. And it's one of the few I think like really gendered moments mm-hmm. for Rosalind. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. Like I don't feel like they necessarily like gender her, but it's like they've got this like anti-teacher bias that I'm not about. I but I do think like. If it was a man who'd become president of the colonies and used to be an elementary school teacher, I don't think they would rub it in his face as much. I think it's I very disagree. much associated with a female profession and a weakness. I disagree. I think that in this show, if it had been a man, would have been a less good show. But <laughs> I think that in this show, if it had been a man, that they would have done the same thing. But I think that the profession of teaching is very gendered here. In this world, yeah, um, but we can't watch this show. Into the show. Yeah, right? we can't watch this show. But I don't think, that and I think that it, it upsets me actually that in this universe where there is a general equality, that these kind of profession is still looked down upon. Although we're also seeing it looked down upon from military people, 
So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I got some I got some gender stuff about this episode later. So okay. we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Yes, it's gonna be great. It's Let's gonna go. be. It's gonna, it's gonna be. be long. Mm-hmm. Um so Capric Six and Boomer are having this debate about whether the detentions are really working, <laughs> whether human morale is improving. It's not. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Locking uh, people up does not build morale. Yeah, separating families and hey, disappearing take note people. America. Mm-hmm. Um, Jammer pleads for Callie, kind of to n- I don't know. Nobody's really going to do anything for Callie. Yeah, and it's like that one person because you know her. Mm-hmm. You're a great guy. Mm-hmm. Wow, good job. You humanized the one person you already know. What a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're we're back at Leoben's. And boy, is this little Casey, she is a happy kid. She <laughs> does not care that she's alone with this woman who hates her. She is running around and giggling and being precious and adorable. That's for the most part how children are. I, I so easy guess. to please. I don't know. Are you not a child person? I'm not not a child person, but I'm not a child person. The kids are kids are fine. Kids are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bold take. Great. <laughs> Um, and Starbucks just like pacing and cursing and she leaves the room and of course immediately because this apartment is not particularly childproof. Um, Casey falls and she hits her little noggin and she's bleeding. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that she did fall and hurt herself or do you think that this was somehow set up? Because I wondered if maybe it was. Well, Leoven's not there, which would mean the kid would have had to like known to throw herself onto the stairs and she's definitely bleeding it's not like ketchup but Kara was like starbucks was like Kara because we call her Kara more in this Kara Kara more in this episode um and also because this is sponsored by Kara and they named Starbucks after her i have heard that that's true yeah Mm -hmm. i believe Um, it so i wonder because she was in the bathroom or something Mm -hmm. and uh and then, yeah, I mean, he got to come in. It does seem really convenient. It's a really convenient mm-hmm. way for her to care about this child. In my mind, he set it up. Could be. Maybe. Um, we'll consider that. Yeah. Fans, what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, and then they, they um, I think, go to the hospital, and she kind of takes this mug from Leoben, as, and it's, like, the first time we see her, like, truly accepting his like hospitality or whatever it's like this nice little gesture between them and i think it's gross it is this is all fucked it's all sorry and you know what else is fucked boomer visiting callie in prison saying oh i remember when the chief and i started talked about starting a family together yeah that's fucked as well wow yeah that was your plan that's what you wanted to go in there to do that's a really great way to build rapport with the person who shot you (laughs) previously i do i love callie in this scene she like almost punches her and she's like can you get me out of here no then get the fuck out of my cell yeah 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 it's amazing Mm -hmm. um then we've got there's another suicide bombing um which takes out a lot of cylons and a few humans um and the cylons are having this 
very important meeting about what they're going to do. We get this great circle shot mm. of all the copies sitting mm-hmm. around the room, which there I There are many copies. Many. Many. Except for the black guy. There's kind of there's o- there's only of one. Him. Yeah. Um, and we find out that um, Caprica <laughs> Six busting Deanna's head on um, old Caprica was the first ever Cylon on Cylon violence. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good piece of world building right good, there. Good little note, because we're about to get to the second ever Cylon on Cylon Yeah, violence. man. Uh, but first, Gaius is going to get this uh, order to execute the detainees that they want him to sign. Uh, which and this is when he decides to get a conscience. Like a li- but you know what? It's actually bit. not a conscience. He's like, I don't want my name on this piece of paper. Yeah, he just doesn't want a record of it. Yeah, he just wants sure. them to do what they're going to do without him knowing about mm-hmm. it. That's how he prefers to survive this time. Um, but they won't do it without his signature. Uh, they say they're <laughs> allies and friends of the legitimate government of the colonies. And I think this like bureaucracy must be served line really comes back here. Um <laughs> And Cavill's got this great line about how I love his delivery of this. All they're doing is like squaring themselves with God and covering their existential asses. Oh my God, I had actually written that also. It's such it a is good line. A and such really a good, delivery. good line yeah. and a great delivery. Um, and just really cementing Cavill's place as possibly my favorite Cylon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this stage, he's winning my Cylon race. He's the only one acknowledging that everything they're doing is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Gaius has a spine for like two seconds. Uh, they put a gun to his head, and then instead of shooting him, they shoot Caprica Six. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is not very pleasant to watch. Not pleasant to watch and pretty shocking for all of them mm-hmm. because as we've just established, silent on silent violence does not happen very often. Yeah. I uh, feel like in a court of law, if you sign something with a gun to your head, it's not valid. I think that's true. It is. I don't think that the Cylons are too concerned <laughs> about the justice system at present. Oh, I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know who shows up right after Caprica Six gets shot is Head Six. And she tells him, sometimes you have to do things you hate so you can survive to fight another day, which is very much similar she to the dialogue we had in, th- in um, Razor. Also that. Mm-hmm. Does head six lose her toy if Gaius lo- like? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what head six's deal is. Um, but he kind of looks down after this moment with head six, and he's already signed it very neatly. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a good signature. Mine is not like that. Mine is very scribbly. Mine's just like I had a because like my name is long, and I had a long signature, and then I used to take orders like sign for orders at my dad's like business mm-hmm. and it took too long so I just it turned into a scribble yeah the mm. more more credit card receipts and stuff I have to sign the more scribbly I get no one checks them anyway nobody does you know you sign those like iPad things and it doesn't even look like your signature and no one does yeah no mine is it. just I mean mine's probably the squiggle looks relatively the same every time I do it but it's still a squiggle mm. uh, so now <laughs> we've got uh Sharon taking her oath to become a lieutenant in the colonial fleet. That's very cool. Congrats, Sharon. Means a lot to Hilo. They have some smoochies. Aww. And um, I 
I call out this moment because I feel like it is one of one of the only moments of female empowerment we really get in these episodes. We've got Starbuck prisoner. We've got Rosalind taking shit from Gaius, taking shit from Ty. We've got D. But we do have Rosalind slapping Ty. We also so let's Rosalind not forget that. Ty. I, I'm not forgetting that. Okay, but good. We've got Callie getting taken. Apollo's giving shit to Cat, who like snaps back at him. But um, we've got Caprica Six getting shot. Like, there's just. Ellen Ty getting Ellen Ty doing whatever Ellen Ty is trying to do. There's not a lot of solid moments of like women being badass in these episodes, and I do think that's what I'm missing. Mm. We get a lot of like Ty and Anders and Terrell like blowing shit up and being the face of the resistance, and like they're women yeah. being like, "No, you're never home to help me with the baby." Like, how much better would it have been if Callie was like? the resistance oh i'd be so here for that yeah that would have even almost made up for the fact that she married the guy who beat her by mistake yeah Mm. i just think this these episodes are a little bit weak on strong females not that they're not strong but they're all battlestar galactica being put in really weak positions we expected more from you yeah it's just something to think about they're still the strong characters we know and love. Just so many of them mm. are being abused right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, speaking of, we've got Ellen back at it, fucking Cavill, and they've got this dialogue about the twist. What the do you twist. Th- what do you think that sex act is? Like, how experienced is Cavill? <laughs> Fair point. So maybe Do the silence have sex with each other? I don't know. I think that's something to think about. Do they? Listeners. I mean. Weigh in with your. Maybe not. Opinions. Obviously they get pleasure from it. Which yeah, is Yeah, nice. they definitely get pleasure from it. They I mean can that's feel a pleasure. good human thing pain. that they They kept. can have hideous orgasms. <laughs> hideous orgasms that is. I'm just. Yeah. So do you think that like Ellen Ty is not really this like amazing sexual prowess she just like cavill's not that experienced that was what i thought interesting i feel like the twist like i'm trying to think about what the twist would entail like like a body yeah like does she just like (laughs) go side to side instead of up and down i don't know (laughs) how does it work we'll never know we'll never (laughs) please what is the twist? <laughs> Tell us. And is it the twist or the swirl? Because there's some discrepancy here. Because a swirl and a twist are very different. I just imagine, so again, my crazy imagery in my head. I just imagine her just twirling around on his dick. Like full 360? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> twirling, twirling around and around. That's what I'm seeing in my head right now. Hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. s- super hot. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. Is this what you're here for? This is the content you wanted. <laughs> um, and the twist, ooh, it seems like it was all for naught because Cavill kind of admits they let Saul out of detention, not really because of the twist, but because they know he's a leader of the resistance and they wanted him so to... You didn't have to tell her that. Oh, I mean, he wants something from he her. He's so. a dick because he's a dick. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and he threatens her, threatens that he's going to kill Saul if she does not provide this information. But hey, here's what annoys me about this. He's going to die if she tells this information anyway. Yeah, he's going to die either. Well, like, what are they going to do? Be like, oh, yeah, he's had a resistance, but you gave us this information, so we're going to let him live. Like, bullshit. They're going to kill them all. He's going to die either way, probably. But she does know, I think, that he will not be at this rendezvous that she gives to them. Okay. She's very short-sighted. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen Ty is just in it for herself, for the most part. She's a tragic, drunken lady, Em, and I do kind of like her a lot. Oh, yeah. Um... So but I am disappointed in her fashion this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that she's wearing that. This is my next note is Ellen, same coat. Yeah. I, I think it's very realistic. Um, no, not for Ellen. She's fabulous. She has many outfits. <laughs> there are many outfits. There are many outfits. <laughs> uh, she does not burn this paper. She doesn't burn this map. She tucks it right in her little skirt or whatever and um, gives gives the game away. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we gotta we gotta come to this moment with your boy Gaeta calling out Gaius. I love Gaeta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, mm. it's a great scene mm. for both of them. Yeah, and it I is. I mean, it is this moment where you like almost feel sorry for Gaius. Almost. Mm. Just, sure. just a little bit. He is powerless in this. All he could do is kind of give up his own life, which he should have. But do you think the Gator's a bit in love with Guy's Balthas still? Hmm. I think at this point he's very disappointed in Guy's Balthas. But if That's he even had worse than loved being him, angry, it is mm. as we all know. Mm. If he had loved him, it would just strengthen that disappointment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. All right. Very <laughs> diplomatic response there. We'll think about that. Yeah. I'm uh, just waiting for the guys. I hope that if at least they're not together in the show, that there's fanfic. That's all I hope. So, so far we're shipping Gaius and Gator. We're shipping D and Adama. Yeah. We've got our ships. whole, I mean, Starbucks. Oh, Starbucks and everyone. <laughs> we're shipping <laughs> Starbucks and everyone. Also that. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. And one of my favorite ships is coming up soon. I don't know if you know about this ship. Is it Rosalind and Tom's Eric? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so into it. I actually drew. So I took (laughs) handwritten notes and I actually drew a smiley with love heart eyes. You can see it right there. That's adorable. Rosalind and Zarek, love heart (laughs) eyes. Love heart eyes. Oh my god, they are my favorite ship yeah. of all of Battlestar Galactica. So they take they her. They have such good chemistry. They take Is her. Is this your last page of notes? Holy shit, we what did. What a miracle. Oh my god. Gods. Um, yeah, so Rosalind's in the in the truck and who should be placed next to her? But Tom Zarek himself. Oh my god. Who's been in detention. Oh my god. The Do you whole think time. they had sex in real life? Oh, I hope so. Me too. I want that for them. He's he's passed away now. Richard Hatch. Yeah, last year I think. Oh, I might have known that and like not wanted to believe it and forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, but I really hope they had sex. I hope that too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So anyway. they have this little bonding moment in oh the truck about how chemistry. Gaius Gaius is a little pissed at both of them, and I l- I love this moment where he's like. You try to steal that election. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. She's like, wish you had. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like this moment when you're in the face of something like impossibly stressful that you can't stop and you're just Do you super think casual. They know that they're being executed. They don't know. They're like being put on a truck taken away from the detention center. I think they're both too smart not to know what's about to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not taking them to a different prison. They're mm. not releasing them. Probably. I think they I think they know. Yeah. The two of them, they know. And they're like, let's just get a bit of action before we go. No, if only. <laughs> God, I just love them together. The chemistry is so good. It is great. Those mm. two actors feed well off each other. Um, mm-hmm. I can imagine them feeding off each other. Uh, I bet uh-huh. you can with your visual imagination. <laughs> so such a visual <laughs> imagination. <laughs> Uh, we get to the rendezvous point. Sam and Sharon have a little hug. He says, I feel like I see you every day. Yeah, that's a pretty good line. But um, um, I love their like um, their little calls to each other. It's cute. Oh, it is adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Like go Panthers or something. I, I think. Seabucks yeah. rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cute. It was nice that they hugged and that he... Like is yeah, so I against the silence. And I think the rest of the team needed to see yeah. him trusting her. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah, we've got it's this is all happening very quickly, but Gata is searching the trucks for Callie. Um Starbuck is Gata or Gata g- it's Gata and then it's also Jammer. Okay. But we do see Gata running around the trucks. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, we do, we do, mm-hmm. we do. Um, which again is like I don't know. Everyone's putting a lot of stock in Callie and nobody else and like nobody there deserves to be it's true executed yeah so Starbucks in the hospital praying for Casey and she holds his fucking hand yeah this is how you get bitches by telling them they have secret babies and then injuring their secret babies yes okay yeah boys take (laughs) (laughs) note Oh, and then this, we've got our, we're at our last scene here, y'all, where they stop the trucks, say, let them stretch their legs. Oh, yeah. That's what they're going to do. <sighs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. This is when we get that dialogue about stealing the election. Mm-hmm. Um, Jammer saves Callie, like cuts her little handcuffs and sends her running down the cliff. Falling. Falling very much down the mm. cliff, and she kind of gets just out of range, and we hear mm-hmm. a million gunshots, mm-hmm. and that's where it ends. We hear the motherfucking cliffhanger that I have had to hold on to for months, but I mean, I complain, but like that's exactly what everybody else had <laughs> to do. No, they didn't. They had to wait a week. They didn't. We had to wait a week. Yeah, fuck you guys. Two thousand six was a simpler time. <laughs> this is what I do for you, for our fans. I. Yeah, she's very noble. I am. I really thought about it. Like when I got, because we didn't have any subscription services to have Battlestar Galactica oh here, shit. Uh, in Australia, and um, and so when I got here and I saw that it was on Hulu, I was like, oh, you're testing me. <laughs> <laughs> the gods are testing me. Um, but I've I've held out. But you better believe that when I get off this podcast right now, I'm going to be watching that motherfucking episode. Heck yeah. So right. Oh, and the next one is a two-parter as well. What? Mm-hmm. Two two-parters? Two two-parters. Oh, my goodness. We back to back to back to back. Oh, wow. That's a lot of back to backs. <laughs> That's a lot of long episodes for you. Although, hopefully, by next week, we're going to be a bit more, you know. Concise? Yeah, energetic, I was going to say. Also that. I mean, I feel like I'm halfway through my second beer. And to be honest, 
This isn't as good as the one I had first. Oh, and I haven't even gotten to that one yeah. yet. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm just letting you know. But like, if you want to leave it here, you also can. <laughs> I'll take care of that for you. Um. So I'm so gonna no very again. quickly uh talk about the themes, um, because I don't want to go too much into it because it's already been very long, as our double episodes always are. And you've got more episodes to watch, and I've got a concert to get to. Oh yeah, Ooh. I forgot about that. Um. So, uh, terrorism. Hey, hey, let's have a brief chat about terrorism. It's one of my favorite topics. Tell me your I feelings. Love it. Um, I just think this is a really good example of uh, of what terrorism is like for the people committing acts of terrorism. Mm. I think that um, they do that really well, and it really, to me, felt a lot like um, like anti colonial terrorism specifically. Uh, in that, like, a lot of, I mean, we talk about terrorism now, everybody always thinks it's, like, Islamic or far right, and that's, like, I mean, the age that we're in, but for a long time, a lot of terrorism was anti-colonial, and um, I think this really demonstrates how that plays out. It's, like, you're there against this big power, and you've got very little, and you kind of do what you can do and blow up what you can blow up. Um, so I think that's really a really, really good illustration of what it's like from that side. I feel like probably a lot of uh, Islamic terrorists and far-right terrorists uh, in Western countries probably feel the same way. They probably feel like they're someone with like a little bit of power that they can exert. Um, but yeah, mostly I just think that's great. I think it's really interesting um, the different lines that people have of how far that can go. Um, Ty's yeah. line is obviously just Ty doesn't have kill a line. everyone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah. It's no, I think it does, this episode, these episodes do a great job of kind of humanizing those issues. And that's one of the things I love about sci fi mm. is it takes things that we kind of experience regularly in real life and puts them in a different setting where yeah. it sheds a new light on them. And I love that up until now, most of the terrorist activity in Battlestar Galactica had been like Zarek against the colonial fleet. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the perspective that we saw it from. And now it's sort of shifting to being like, oh, well, this is terrorism against. Yeah, and we've got Cylon. the current colonial fleet who's trying to come after the Cylons and also former, at this point, kind of former members of the colonial fleet who are planning this, like, these civilian attacks Mm. on the ground. Yeah. And, I mean, the thing is, is, like, there are many, like, in terms of terrorism and defining terrorism, like, there are many different types of definitions, and it's a very hard thing to kind of pin down. Um, But essentially, like, violence that is between military people is considered legitimate. I just did air quotes. You can't see them, but I did them. Um, it's considered legitimate, um, and it's only when it's non, um, non-combatants or like that are being targeted or like non-military that are be, uh, that are doing the attacks. And so, I mean, I don't even know if necessarily like, I guess Anders is a terrorist, but maybe Tyrrell and Ty are not because they're military. Like, there's a really fuzzy, mm. fuzzy line there. And so, I just but think are it's they really military or ex? Th- at this point, they're not acting as, as military of the fleet. Yeah. they're acting with the civilians yeah i think at this point yeah they're they're all terrorists yeah but it's it's really interesting and definitely the definition of terrorism has like grown and changed a lot over time 
um, we have new ways of it now. But anyway, I just thought it was a really good illustration, and I'm sure we'll get into it more in future episodes that are less long than this one. Indeed. Uh, the other thing that I had as a very side point is like, like, just babies without consent. <laughs> oh boy. And that's a whole thing. And like, it's really interesting to see it from this side because I think that generally what happens is like women get pregnant and don't share that information or don't say they're not on birth control or whatever and then you kind of get men having this happen and I think it's really interesting how they've done it with Starbuck that she's just sort of like had her stuff taken and put into a baby without her consent or permission. Um, I think my note is not cool. Yeah, definitely not cool, but it is also existing in this, like, before the silence took over, mm. Rosalind outlawed abortion. So yeah. there are probably more babies without consent within For sure. this universe at this point. And that's, it's all really interesting to think about. And I just think as well, like, like what is motherhood? Like, I definitely uh, have have had an upbringing where... I wouldn't define my motherhood by biology. Um, and I think that's a really interesting question too. Like, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are raised by, I mean, I have had people that I've known who've been raised by people who are not their biological parent. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really interesting. Like, I also, I kind of hate this this theme that like, I mean, that Starbuck is this non-maternal person who doesn't want to have children and then like the minute the child gets hurt she's like oh my god I'm a mother now and it's like yeah I feel like it's been used before in things and I just don't I don't buy it I'm a really maternal person I really want to have kids and that's my choice but I, I have friends who are not that at all and I just I don't like the the line and I wonder if they would do the same thing for a man I think that Again, because we have to read these episodes through the lens of our culture, it wouldn't matter that much to a man. Like, if you were telling a story on TV and you said, oh, surprise, you have a kid, like, that's a storyline that's been done a million times. Mm. That's a thing that that happens that's happened to men that I know. Whereas with a woman, it's expected that she's suddenly going to be like, oh, my child, I can't believe I never knew you and I haven't been a mother to you. And Allie McBeal much? Did you watch Allie McBeal? Oh, I did, but wow, do I not remember plot points from that show. Oh my God, the whole end of it, she just like had given eggs as a donation when she was younger Mm. and she just ended up with a child and she like lost both her parents. Just read some fascinating stuff about... um, how women are treated when they donate eggs versus how men are treated when they donate sperm, but we do not have time to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> For a later date. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe yeah. post up those articles on Twitter. Ooh, I shall. Uh, I think that, speaking of Twitter, um, we should get the frack off of here because this is a very <laughs> long episode. been in your ears for too long, y'all. Way too long. Uh, let's talk about frack and silent counts. Oh, you I don't, don't have them. I don't. I don't too have them. many fracks and silence. <laughs> many fracks and si- to count. I, I um, I sort of forgot, and it's then fine. It we forgot the MVP last week. Too many, but we did see every every skin job that we know about was present in these episodes. Very briefly, the black one. Very, Very briefly. briefly. Oh, I have his name. I wrote it down because I didn't know it. I don't know if we're supposed to know it, but it is. Simon O'Neill. I feel like we knew his name was Simon. Okay. I think we did too. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that I'm going to nominate an MVP for this episode. Do it. Gator's hair. Aww. Do you have any nominations? I like, I like, I mean, Gator in general, I think, in this episode deserves an MVP, but his hair as a representation of his character. Yeah. It's a better version of a physicality being mm-hmm. a representation of character than Apollo. For sure. Um, so yeah. let's do that. I'm here for Gaeta and his hair. Great. Amazing. Okay. Well, I'm going to wrap that up. And um, unlike last week, we are not going to forget to uh, plug ourselves. Um, as many of you know, we are on Twitter at BeersBeatsBSG. Um, we also have a Patreon that you can we support do. us at. We really like it when you support us on Patreon. Do you know these beers were very expensive? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Kaylee was like very excited about going to the expensive fancy beer shop. And that had all the fun beers with fun titles that would be appropriate for the episode. Which is amazing, mm-hmm. but also... Not a choice we can make every week. No, but... It's a very special episode. Um, and you can follow us both on Twitter as well. I'm at Lisa Charlotte. Lisa with two E's. I'm at Kaylee Beth. Yeah. And you can just, I mean, if you, you'll find us. We have fun on Twitter. So much fun on Twitter. We've, we've been having a great time. I love all the interaction. Please send us your feedback so I can awkwardly read it to you on the air. And I think that's it from us this fortnight. I think that wraps it up. 